Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Excellent. Thanks for listening to episode 157 of Impact Boom. My name is Tom Long, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Macia Paisley. Macia Paisley is the executive director of arts non-for-profit, Citizens of Culture, as well as the founder of Nos Tos Gallery in Los Angeles, Chinatown. He believes in art, not for art's sake, but for art for the community's sake. Citizens of Culture is a non-for-profit organization that uses arts and media to develop critical thinking, emotional intelligence, and combat resource inequality. Their research is focused on exploring social possibilities through cultural creation and investigation. They provide life skills education programs, facilitate emotional support and financial literacy groups, produce content and host gatherings on a free or pay what you can basis from our gallery community space in Chinatown, Los Angeles. Mesa Presley is also a multidisciplinary artist, designer and cultural producer who explores themes in society and identity through movement, language and imagery, and also now an author. Macia recently partnered with the Marcinio Foundation and has been hired by Nike for their latest Black History Month profiling youth athletes and their impact on the communities. Has been featured on the Good Men Project, Milk, The Atlantic. His choreography and talents were featured in the Pitchforks for Beirut's music video, and he sat on a panel alongside Kendrick Lamar and Quentin Tarantino. These are just to name a few. Macia found his way to be successful through creative expression and is helping others unpack their own success in Life Through Tao of Maceo. On today's podcast, we'll discuss Maceo's insight on how social enterprise is evolving. We'll get his insights on setting up the Nostos Gallery and how social enterprise can be used to empower the community. Maceo, thank you so much for joining us. How are you going today? Thomas, I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Fantastic. All right, so just to start things off, could you share a bit about your background with us and what led you down the track of doing non-for-profit for the social enterprise sector? Right, absolutely. My background is I originally was an artist myself, and I joined the the military. And um, my job there was to, you know, determine what our supply need would be and make sure that we ordered the right amount of stock and shipped it out. Right, and that gave me a really analytical sort of skill set. But having having been an artist also as well, I also was very in touch with storytelling and the emotional capacity. And when I got out of the military, I started working to understand the relationship between our emotions and the decisions that we make. And so that was when it really struck me that art could be a powerful vehicle for helping us understand ourselves and a vehicle for helping us see ourselves better. Um, and, and how culture helped us frame understanding of our reality. And so I started Citizens of Culture to really just uh, take ownership of the the relationship that the individual has to their environment, and it was just a cultural blog at first. 
But then later I said, okay, I've been doing a lot of marketing consulting, helping for-profit organizations understand consumer behavior and storytelling. How could I take those skills and avail them to consumers, avail them to citizens so that they could use those skills to make better decisions about their own lives and to, and to become better people? I think that's a fantastic insight. That's really interesting that you came from such a different background to where you're at now and how it influenced you and empowered you. I think that's absolutely fascinating. Just for our listeners who maybe don't know a bit about what you're doing, can you tell us a little bit more about the Citizens of Culture? Yes, so Citizens of Culture is a platform that has a few different verticals. Some of them are content, some of them are programming, and even some of them are research surrounding looking at the systems that people engage in to get things done. Socially, like the institution of family, but also economically, like work and collaboration. And so what we do there is we try to use a cultural lens to understand the social systems and social phenomena and really inspect them to see how we can make them better. And like I said, we do that through our blog and our website and webinars, but also through events and workshops. And then, of course, through um, other, other programming as well. Absolutely. That sounds like you're making a lot of really positive social impact in your community. That sounds like such a validating experience. Also, Macy, you founded the Nostros Gallery. Can you tell us a bit more about that platform and the impact that they make there? Uh, so, new to is the forward-facing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a French word. It's kind of mm-hmm. people say it so many different ways, but it's a forward-facing platform that really is centered around combating loneliness. And we have a weekly gathering every mm-hmm. Wednesday where anywhere between you know six to uh, twenty-five people will come, sit in a circle, talk about really what's going on with them as human beings, take their mask off, take their armor off, and and that social conditioning and that social judgment to really sit in and discuss what is uh, sort of plaguing us in society and what brings us joy. And and through this practice, we get to know ourselves better and know each other better and come up with new definitions of what we think is normal and healthy in society. I think that's really empowering, actually. Um, What were some of the key challenges in setting up the new two gallery, and how did you navigate your way through them? Right. Of course, money is going to be a big concern always, right? We are trying to do things on a shoestring budget, but that's not the only problem. The only, the other problem is that we also have to be competitive with the programming that we're creating with other sort of best in practice media organizations and events companies and art galleries. So our proposition had to be one that was both unique and compelling, but what could be achieved on very little money. So that was important. And then without money, how do we incentivize people to contribute without the like standard economic incentives people are used to? And so that took us really looking at what people valued in their lives and in their relationships and see if we could be a provider for that. Absolutely. I think that's a really interesting point to that because I feel like a lot of other social enterprises also do struggle with money and remaining competitive when there's just so many major players in the field. Here's a big question that I ask everyone. So what have been the biggest like lessons that you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, one of the biggest ones is I will stand by it. I would say start where you are and stay small as long as you can getting and get get good before you get big mm. right the idea there being that 
a lot of us are looking for a rapid scale and the most funding. But what I really believe has been our success, uh, we've stayed small for about three years, but we have very low sort of turnover. People who come, they continue to come. And they've been coming for two years or for three years or for a year and a half. And that continuity of the group that we're working with remains valuable instead of always trying to you know, pay for the biggest names or the sharpest talent, maybe looking for loyalty and how we can support people and keep them to stick around. I think that's such an interesting point for people starting off. I think that's really important. So what do you see are the most important traits of successful purpose-led entrepreneurs and artists? Yeah, I mean, I think in both cases, artists and purpose-led entrepreneurs is the people have to come first and they have to have an understanding of where their North Star is. Especially if you're working in social enterprise or nonprofit, we have to be values-driven, right? Uh, it has to be about what we're trying to accomplish in the world and how that accomplishment affects people's lives day to day. We're not going to sell the most of the products, but what we can do is have a deep impact on the people's mm-hmm. lives that we do touch. So I think of us more as a, I think of success for a nonprofit more the way that a school or a church would see success in the way that they organize their alumni communities and their volunteer organizations as opposed to like a traditional uh, for-profit enterprise where they're just looking at revenue and growth. I think that's such a like, valid point, just separating the positive good that you're doing and separating from the revenue of the business and understanding your impact. I think that's so important for all businesses involved. I would say that if you, for us, a metric for success would be, can we create a deep and transformative impact in individual lives as opposed to, you know, surface level impact on a large number of people? I think that's absolutely spot on. How have you seen the non-for-profit sector change over the last few years and where do you see it heading? Yeah, I mean, I think particularly in the States, but globally as well, there is seen to be a lot more progressive values that are being put in the forefront you know, whether it be environment or cultural and ethnic and racial differences, a lot of that stuff is starting to be integrated with what we would see traditional NGOs or not-for-profits going for. People are really starting to recognize the importance of um, representing those who might be economically disenfranchised or, you know, immigrant populations who maybe haven't had access to finances and really um, seeking to... um, empower them in a lasting way. I think nonprofits are starting to see themselves, their mission as putting their own self out of business in some positive ways. If they can actually solve the problem and put themselves out of business, that's how they know they're doing a good job. It is, is a turning point that I, that I see that might be approaching in the next coming years, as opposed to seeking to maintain the status quo of whatever the service community is. And when I say put ourselves out of business, I don't mean necessarily ending the organization. But creating such an impact in the area of service that you can then move on to a new area, right? If we're going to be an NGO and we're attacking measles in, in, a, in, a, in a developing nation, we want to we address that issue to the point where we can go on, move on from measles and now a, 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 a address hepatitis. We don't want to be stuck on solving for measles for 100 years, you know? Same thing with poverty, same thing with social justice, same thing with our work, emotional intelligence and critical thinking. We want to uh, create a culture of emotional intelligence and critical thinking to the extent 
that our work becomes, that, that we influence culture to the extent that our work is imbued in the way we live our lives day to day. I think that's a fantastic answer. Uh, staying adaptive, solving multiple problems, and absolutely destroying the status quo. I think that's such an empowering statement. What are some inspiring projects that you've come across recently that are creating awesome social impact? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to remember the name of it there. The, I want to I pronounce it right. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's called holisticism, but I want to make sure that I, that I say it right. And because I want to credit this individual, the founders uh, are really incredible. So let me let me just make sure. Oh yeah, holisticism is mm. an incredible wellness organization that's making wellness accessible. It's a female founder, and they're doing really good stuff, breaking down some of the barriers to wellness. The other one that I think is really positive is Moon, and that one is all about you know sort of prenatal and reproductive healthcare. Uh, for women, those are really, really, that's a really, really great organization. And then a third one is BEAM. BEAM is all about mental health access for people of color in the United States. So those are three great organizations. So last few questions. Do you have any like books, audio books that you'd suggest to people on the social impact journey? Yeah, two just came to mind. And the third one I'll, I'll pull directly from what I'm currently reading. I will say that the first one is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. She's a powerhouse in the field of leadership and vulnerability. Uh, I think she is mandatory reading for anyone who wants to lead a group of people on the emotional intelligence side. I think the other one is Patrice Colors, When They Call You a Terrorist. I know it maybe sounds like it isn't directly related to social impact work, but she really brings us through how community is so important to making individual change and her story of leadership and connection with the people around her is really powerful. And the third one is Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is a really practical guide to understanding your brain and, you know, like cognitive science and behavioral economics that just might make you more efficient in the use of your own mind. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your generous insights and time, Maxu. That's all of our questions today. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.